Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's up, everybody? This is Julie with another episode of my favorite episode of today. We have Marissa joining us. So, Marissa, thanks for coming on. Oh, my gosh. You are so welcome. I'm so excited to have another Kelly in my life. <laughs> I know. I am the best one, too. So, Oh, I believe it. it <laughs> although that's not a race I'd be that braggy about winning. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I love all my Kellys. <laughs> So today we are talking about The Office, which I am so excited about. If you are a close friend of mine or a relative, you know that I absolutely love The Office. Um, so thank you, Marissa, for picking an episode from The Office. We're going to be oh, talking nope. about episode nine of season four, which is The Dinner Party. Um, just a quick note that Matt told me that it was episode 13 and I was really confused because it wasn't. I was like, maybe there's two and I don't remember, but why would they be in the same season? It was yeah, nice. You just, you can't get good help these days. That's know, the first problem. I know. And the second problem is he has no idea what he's talking about. He he literally was like, this was the one with a sports show or something. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> Matt, I, I think Matt might get fired after this, but it's okay. Yeah, it was really hard to pick one episode. I think that was my biggest struggle. Yeah, I could agree because there's so many good episodes of this show. I mean, this is like an unpopular opinion, but I think every episode's great. <laughs> so, oh, me I, too. I think I would struggle to pick a favorite episode as well. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I like your choice. Oh, I have you. a cough I, drop I, in just by the way because I have a really bad <laughs> cold. So if anyone hears me just like, you know with candy in my mouth i'm not eating the candy that matt is crushing i have a cough drop in my mouth <laughs> so sorry about that no problem um so um, let's jump into it why well first as sad as this may be there are people that probably don't watch the office so do you want to give a quick quick summary of the show and this specific episode yeah sure god i can't even imagine like it's like I can't even imagine life without this show. If anybody doesn't listen, please stop everything you're doing and go watch all every season. Straight exactly. Through. Yep. Agreed. Um, so it's a show about a group of employees at like a little tiny paper company and it's shot very, it's based on a UK show. It's shot very like documentary style and it's fucking awesome. And this episode, I have to say this wasn't my first choice, but going back, this is literally one of my all time favorite episodes because it combines the cringy I think it takes the cringiness of the office to the extreme mm -hmm. which totally sometimes does. I don't always love but I did in this one 
Yeah, the office has a tendency to make you like extremely uncomfortable at times, like <laughs> super cringe scenarios that you're just like, oh my God. And like, it's usually Michael that's causing it. <laughs> but there's just so many times where you're just like, I want to die <laughs> watching this. Yeah. And it's weird because I feel like this episode is particularly strong on that. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's almost not even only uh michael's fault in this one it's like jan definitely brings in the crazy too but yeah this one takes place at a small dinner party that um the boss has and he invites some of his employees over and uh with his with his girlfriend who is as crazy as he is if not more so yeah i would say that she's probably worse she is she is but i love i i mean god i love uh what is it melora harden right don't ask me i am really bad at acting actors and actresses real names (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we'll go with it yep that's her name yep uh yes it was (laughs) (laughs) i double checked it just in case okay but yeah (laughs) but yeah melora Hurden is amazing on this show i think she has this great arc as a character where and and i don't know i think they do this to a lot of the actors and characters on the show is that they make them so crazy by the end that they're almost like not even human but i particularly enjoy her fall (laughs) into like absolute madness through this show yep yep yeah she especially in this episode her craziness level is hilarious um (laughs) it, it just like the episode starts out really strong um the beginning scene is all of the employees and Michael Scott in the office and he's acting like they have to work um, overtime due to their headquarters saying that they have to do overtime basically Um, and he tricks Jim Halpert into admitting that he doesn't have plans for the evening Um, (laughs) and then once Jim says that he has nothing going on because he has to work overtime, Michael then pretends to call corporate and tell them that this is completely (laughs) unfair to do to his employees and they're just not doing it anymore. And he sends everybody home. Yep. Pretty genius. uh, I mean, honestly, (laughs) I know if you ever needed a way to, for, to have friends forced into hanging out with you, which I totally get. I mean, I often have to force Matt Kelly into hanging out with me through podcasting. It's actually why I started a podcast just to get force friends into hanging out with me. Um, I think Matt is in the same boat. <laughs> and make new friends yeah. and force them to hang out with me, too. Um, but yeah, so Andy, he also invites Andy and uh, Angela, who are dating at the time. Um, but Dwight's not allowed. Dwight tries to invite himself, but <laughs> initially he tells him no. I know. I love when he's getting interviewed and he's like, am I upset that Michael said I couldn't come? And then like he gives like his like normal Dwight face and then he just breaks down crying. <laughs> And I would argue his showing up with his former babysitter might be one of my favorite things that happens in the episode. Easily, easily. (laughs) So before we keep going into the episode, let me ask you something. What is the best excuse you can think of that you ever gave someone to get out of plans? Oh my God, that my kid has field hockey. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm totally messing with you. My best excuse, God. I'm actually a really bad liar. So I, I tend to like, put on way too many details and then mm-hmm. i wind up like shooting myself in the foot yep. so i'll be like i'm gonna go to a reunion tour of bell bib devoe and and they're going out at exactly 750 <laughs> followed by boys to men and, and then i'm going to go to a bar because i'm really hip and i don't go home after concerts anymore <laughs> and then people will be like okay marissa that's you, you just could have said no thanks yeah. you know like i know so i i get it you really stress <laughs> about the lie that you're going to come up with to get out of something like <laughs> It's so much easier when someone texts you and says like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Like, do you want to like 
grab a bite and then you can sit there and stare at the text and be like, what can I say that I have to do that I can't <laughs> grab a bite? But for some reason, when it's in person, like, it's like, um, well, my brother's girlfriend's sister's boyfriend's <laughs> mom is sick and I promised that I would see her. Um, and, and, and you're just like stuttering and the person's just like staring at you with like this face where they're just like, shut the fuck up you are lying and i know it but then they're just like oh i get it no it's fine maybe another time but it's like so stressful when you're trying to come up with an excuse not to do something in person it so, is like my social anxiety gets all up in my my way when i'm exactly. trying to do that kudos to michael for his uh his way of catching jim uh not having plans because that's pretty genius i don't see i my whole thing is like I'm very superstitious. So if I'm like, oh, like I can't, my brother broke his foot, like then I just feel like I just wished a broken foot upon Matt, and he's gonna like trip leaving work and break his foot. <laughs> like I'm like I get scared of like coming up with a lie of like someone being hurt or like you know like <laughs> I, maybe I'm just like dark, but sometimes I'm like maybe like saying oh, someone's sick, yeah. and then it's just like oh, like I can't say that like my grandma's sick or like my grandma fell. Because I don't want something like that to happen. But sometimes my mind gets dark like that, where it's like, they'll feel bad for me if I just make up that my grandma fell. I'm the same way. I'm always convinced I'm going to, like, wish something true Mm -hmm. by lying about it. I actually always just go with my husband. Like, my husband's not home. So I have to watch the kid. Like, it's actually, having kids is, like, like, great in that way. Because I always have, like, an automatic out. No, yeah, that (laughs) I totally agree. Once you have kids, it's, like, easy peasy. Like. Oh, my totally. kid, my kid's sick. You know, your kid gets sick. I mean, sorry, but right. they're always yeah. sick. So it doesn't <laughs> right, matter. Exactly. So I'm not even really lying, right? Yeah. And I, you know, like even when they're like in college, I'm gonna be like, oh man, I gotta get home. The kid, you know, gotta yeah. wash the kids. Somebody's gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so right now I um, am saving up for my wedding because I'm getting married next October. So that's usually Aww. my go-to now. Is that like we literally have no money? Like we can't spend money. And it, it works. It works. And yeah. it's also like a cry for help that maybe someone will make me a GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I seem to remember B. Kelly using that line a lot with all of us. <laughs> he still does. He's a, he allegedly can't come to Christmas because he's getting married in April. <laughs> he's skipping out on a holiday. I just, I want, <laughs> Brian, I hope you're listening to this. Mom's he crying. <laughs> Mom is crying right now. Just kidding. You traumatized your family, dude. Yep. Sure did. Anyways. I don't know how you sleep. exactly i don't know how he does either all right so back to the episode so michael gets them all there to his house um it is jim and pam which are a couple michael and jan who are now living together they're going to michael and jan's house which is actually michael's house that jan moved into and angela and andy so it's the six of them really odd group but they all work together so whatever the whole entire scene of Jan and Michael giving them the tour of the house yes. is so good. <laughs> like, the one thing that when I was watching this episode, I've seen this episode hundreds of times, and I don't know why I didn't pick up on this before, but Jan's showing them all the different rooms in the house, and she has an office with, like, mm-hmm. a desk, and Michael, like, makes comment of, like, it's never been touched, like, whatever. And then she has, like, this room full of candles, because she's trying yeah. to start her own candle business. Sure and all of jam. them are, like, gagging at the smell, and I notice that, like, Jim pokes his head out the door to, like, get air. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh really hard. Um, and when he... <laughs> 
<laughs> I like when she's like, and when I get stressed out, I just come here and I sniff my candles. Like, yeah. it's just hilarious. Yeah. And then she's like, smell this one. And Jim's like, ooh, fire. And she's like, bonfire. <laughs> fire. James Bond. Yeah. yeah. He's like, bond. <laughs> James Bonfire. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> it's so oh. good. So. It is. It's and then like when they go in the bedroom and they have the camera up. Yeah. And she's like, and I thought I told you to straighten up. I love to, and I, I was I was teasing Matt about this before the episode. I love that they call each other babe so much that it's like horrifying. You're oh like, my babe, gosh. Because babe. there's actually couples like that in real life. <laughs> Which is like crazy. Like my my fiance Kenny, he calls me babe all the time. But, like, not to that extreme. It's just almost like I'm not sure if he knows my name. <laughs> We've been together for for six years. And I think the only time I hear him, like, say my name is when he refers to me to somebody else. Or when he's, like, angry. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, that's that's true. My husband never says my name. Any, like, ever. When you really think about it, like, he, it, like, he's always like, like, babe, can you do this? Like, love you, babe. Like, it's always babe. Um, we 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 are we are guilty of babe too, like as the go to, and so like ever since this episode, I'm always hyper aware, and we like joke around. We'll be like, babe, babe, you need to. Babe, yeah. That's so good, babe. Like you know, <laughs> but I, know, you I do yeah, have I'd to like be to aware. It's- but this one's like <laughs> this one, like this in this episode, it's extremely excessive. Um, oh my god, yeah. And for sure, it's definitely like in my opinion, like foreshadowing how extremely unhappy they are so they like are forcing it almost like we love each other and i want to call you babe babe yeah like even when they're fighting at the end i love when he's like yes babe like it's just it's hysterical um my favorite part too in the tour is when he's when he shows them how he sleeps on the little bench at the end of the bed oh i know he's like yeah see that's one that's one of those things too where it's like it makes me laugh but it's also like oh like that and and jim's like that looks very uh, narrow and short. And Jen's like, oh, no, he can fit. And he's like curled up in a ball <laughs> laying on it. <laughs> I know. And it's like this. I kind of love how bad you feel for Michael in this episode. Because I always say that like his he has such a great like pathos that like brings you back to him. As horrible as he is, you do love him still. Yeah. Um, And he is kind of sweet at times. And like, I feel so bad for him in this episode. She's such a bitch to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she's she is a bitch to him the entire series. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. that's fair. Yeah, and, and he, I love, <laughs> and he just loves her. He loves her. Well, I think he does it. I think he just needs to be with, like, he needs he, he needs wants to, to have feel, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he <laughs> yeah. wants to feel some sort of emotion towards mm-hmm. a woman. That's why it's fun when like Holly comes along because you're like, wow, she's so cringy too. They're yeah. perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, they really are perfect. They are. It's really cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, no. The the tour is great. Um. And then when pa- I love the little side plot of jan hinting that pam used to go out with michael (laughs) (laughs) i know it's hilarious and it's funny because at first like you think that she's just like being crazy because it's like another woman and then like when they're in the kitchen talking like when it's just like the girl's time and they're talking and she's like she i forget what she says like michael does and she's like you would know pam like michael told me how you guys dated for a few years and like pam just gets so (laughs) flustered (laughs) And I love that um, Angela just like puts like fuel on the fire. Like yep. she's just like, yeah. Like, yeah she's like, you know what? That. Now that you mention that, you do kind of stare at him at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and Jan's just like nodding, looking at her. It's great. And then I love like, because I feel like this is such a relatable moment. Like, have you ever been to a party where you're like so fucking hungry and you know it? Like, and I love the part where she's like, oh, it just has to braise for like eight hours. And, and Pam's like, I don't care what she thinks. I just want something to eat. Like, yeah. that's me at every party. Like, I just want to eat. Yeah, she's I'm like, always it just happy. has to braise for three hours. And she was like, three hours from like, like three hours ago or three hours from now. <laughs> it's so true it's like how it is on like thanksgiving you know how on thanksgiving at least like in my family we were like shot like we would be starving by like 11 o'clock and you'd be like like i'd be like matt go like google if burger king's open like i'm so (laughs) hungry and we're not eating till five o'clock and you get like shunned like we would get shunned by our mom like you're not eating until the guests get here at five and then you're just like starving like the one year this is tragic but the one year I was so hungover because it was Thanksgiving Eve and I was 22 and it was cool to go out on Thanksgiving Eve (laughs) definitely not cool anymore in my opinion but I was so hungover we didn't have any food so I was sitting on the couch dipping (laughs) cheese sticks into hot sauce (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing you might be onto something (laughs) It was not good, (laughs) but I needed something. And like, for some reason, when I'm hungover, like spicy foods do it for me. So in my head, like I was like, oh, this is genius. (laughs) I'll be in great shape by five o'clock. So yeah, it's actually the worst when that happens. But I don't know. Sometimes you get to a party and they have like a bomb, like pepperoni and cheese tray. And you're just like, yeah, I can work with this. (laughs) Even if the main course isn't ready. Tear up the pepperoni and cheese tray. Oh, see, I get even more anxious when there's just a pepperoni and cheese play played out because I'm like really hungry and I'm worried I'm going to overdo it <laughs> on the pepperoni and cheese. People are going to judge, so That's it's all true. just very stressful for me. Yeah. <laughs> Factor in some pretzel nuggets in your salad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Oh, right. yeah, no, that's a that's an amazing like th- there's just so much in this episode. So I, I love know. That. So obviously it comes out that Jan and Michael have like serious issues and they're making everyone uncomfortable because they're just like taking shots at one another of like what the other one does that bothers the other person while calling them babes. So they're trying to make it seem like it's not a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like we've all been in a like in a situation where like a couple starts bickering in front of you and you're just like okay well I'm I'm gonna go and um thank you so much for having us like it's so can you think of a time where you were like in that scenario where someone was like another couple was like just like taking shots at each other in front of you and you're just like awkwardly standing there like this dip's great oh totally and I feel like one of the other things that sucks about parenting is you have to hang out with other parents who aren't necessarily your friends so it happens all the time and I also, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I think I've been that couple on a couple occasions. <laughs> oh, I have to. I'm mean, guilty. I'm yeah, guilty. like I am so guilty of it because, I mean, we've been together for so long now that like it's very rare that we fight. But what we do, we're very blunt with each other or like even maybe like uncomfortable to our friends level, like fuck you-ness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll be like, well, that's cool because I hate your fucking face. <laughs> and I'll like walk away. And in our heads, it was funny and fine. But in everybody else's heads around us, they're like, how could they possibly talk to each other that way? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, this couple is my- fucked up. <laughs> and like Jim has such a great line because he's like, when they're playing the games, which are so funny, he's like, it's like they're both playing a game of who can make the mo- everybody the most uncomfortable and they're both winning. Like it's such yeah. a great... <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. And it's funny because like from Jim and Pam's standpoint like they and I feel like anyone that watches it like everyone's just like oh yeah like Jim and Pam for life like they're so great so like they have like little to no issues I mean until like a couple seasons in when he has his job (laughs) change but like in that scenario it's just like you can tell that Jim and Pam are like horrified because they just think that they are like the shit and they have no problems whatsoever (laughs) and like Angela and um, Andy are so fucking whacked out that it's like like <laughs> when she when he tries to get them to sell like buy the candles and Andy's like thought about it and I'm in like they're they're just so like Andy's just such a cartoon character he's not even like a real person so it's like it's perfect to have him as the only other people to turn to because like in that situation Jim and Pam would totally want other people to relate to and instead Angela like when they <laughs> one of my favorite lines is when he's She's like, yep, I'm the devil. And he's like, she is. I'm in hell. This is my hell. And I just like, shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> like, they are just so in their own heads and deluded that they don't even notice how bad and uncomfortable this entire thing is. I know. And Andy is so cringeworthy. <laughs> he's such a cringeworthy character. <laughs> like, what did he say in the very beginning when he gets there? Like, he's like, he says something about like, Pam being used to eating big tuna all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's tired of tuna. She's probably tired. You she probably, you probably eat tuna every day. Like <laughs> something like so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just like, so yep. uncomfortable. It's like something yep. that like the creepy like great uncle that you see once a year would say to you <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas. And then I love the part where he gives her, her the one flower. Like, uh, and she's like, like what am I supposed to do with and this? she's like, what the fuck yeah. am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Like, she treats him so terribly throughout their entire relationship, yet it's still so funny to me. Probably because I'm a horrible human being, but <laughs> I'm just so delighted by it. Yeah. And then and then in the middle of all this, fucking Dwight shows up with his former babysitter. <laughs> Who's like 90 years old. <laughs> and he has his own wine glasses and food. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. They're like all waiting to eat, and it just like shoots to Dwight, and he's eating like a chicken thigh. <laughs> And the beet salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so another question oh for man. you. Top four worst people you can think of being stuck at a dinner party with. Oh, God. So uh, this is awkward. One of them's in the room. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. No, no I'm totally kidding, Matt. I feel like you would save me at a dinner party. Um, God, I don't even know. I would like I avoid anything related to a dinner party. Like when I think about the idea of eating with coworkers outside of work, it it horrifies me. Like I go far out of my way to avoid any social interactions. With I'm really weird about people eating with people that I'm not super comfortable with because I feel See? like I can eat like a monster sometimes <laughs> and like I get like super um, self-conscious of like having food in my teeth or like and like someone not telling me. So, are you okay, Matt? Matt's, like, hysterically laughing, and I don't know why, but moving on, let me just finish my thought. But, no, I I mean, I'm totally down to drink with coworkers, and my coworkers know that, but (laughs) dinner parties with coworkers don't sound ideal. It just seems like forced friendship. Like, then you have to, like, force your significant other to, like, mingle with the male coworker that you work with or, like, the woman coworker's husband. And you don't even really know them. And you're just, it's just so forced. It just, I can't imagine it being comfortable. I'm really glad that no one has ever asked me to go out to dinner. 
with their significant yeah. other from work. Yeah, no, I agree. When I was writing that down, like I was like, I feel like that's a very hard question. Like, I guess you could probably throw like celebrities in there that like, you know, you think you know and you hate, but you don't like, I'm just going to say I would never want to have a dinner party with Katherine Heigl. I just hate her for some reason. Oh my God, me neither. Like she seems like the worst. She absolutely does. I would not want to go to dinner with Katherine Heigl. If if I (laughs) choose one celebrity, I absolutely don't want to go to dinner with it would for me, it would probably be Eli Roth. He's a yeah. he's a horror director. Yeah, he, I just hate his face. <laughs> yeah, there's just some people that you just hate, and it's probably really yeah. sad when it's celebrities because they could be good people. Although I heard Katherine Heigl's a bitch, but <laughs> I've, I've heard the same. Yeah. So, and we're... of all the Office characters, if I could go to a dinner party with any of them, this is going to be, I think, one of my more unusual choices. But I think I'd I'd really love spending time with Aaron. I thought you were going to say Creed for some reason. That was like <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't turn down Creed either. <laughs> uh yeah, if it was like a one-on-one from the office. Romantically it would be Jim cuz for some reason I just think Jim is so hot. Oh, I think like who his, I think it's just like his his character of Jim just makes him so hot. Um mm-hmm. friend-wise, I would probably choose I, oh my god matt i was gonna say stanley i really think it would be stanley i think i would pick stanley what? yeah i feel like oh, I, I feel can... like he's such a curmudgeon uh, i feel like i could relate to him <laughs> i no, think I'm... it would be stanley i can't believe it was like you read my mind like i was sitting here and i was like thinking stanley and then i was trying to like picture i was actually picturing the office in my head like what their actual office looks like and like going Me around too. the room like of like all right who sits where um, I don't think I would pick Erin. I think Erin is so annoying. Oh, yeah, I do I like, like her like as her. an actress, though. Like, I do like her. Yeah, I think I'm probably, like, in my head secretly picking Kimmy Schmidt. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Erin um, just doesn't do it for me. Um, Stanley, but although you can judge the shit out of me because apparently Stanley does it for me. <laughs> so <laughs> No, like I said, I'm like, I'm almost like afraid of him. I feel like if I worked with someone, like, I feel like the people I work with who are like Stanley, I avoid them because they make me nervous. Like, yeah. they're just cranky too. Like Kevin, I could definitely hang out with. And like, I feel like Oscar, I'd be friends, you know, like, but I would never. Kevin, I, Angela Kevin and I could totally eat with and not feel judged of how, the way I eat. Same. Yes. Like Kevin definitely has like food all over his face after he eats. It's just, oh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. He's the guy who's not going to judge you when you like order no. the dessert too, you know? Yeah, exactly. He'd get yeah, it. So right maybe Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Kevin would be the most comfortable person. It definitely wouldn't yeah. be Michael. No, I, I would not. I don't think I'd like Michael in real life. Yeah. Can you imagine Which, having a boss like Michael? Have you ever had a boss like Michael? Because I know I they I, exist somewhere out there. I think so. I did have a boss who was kind of, I think he might have had like a personality crisis disorder or of some sort. And he could be really erratic. Like one day he could be like the nicest, goofiest, funniest guy. And the next day he would be like literally like walking by desks and swiping everything off of it in anger. And not that Michael's like that, but just like the erraticness of it all where you never knew what you were getting at any given moment. I feel like that's the part of Michael that makes me nervous. Yeah. Like the prankster. Right. Or like all of a sudden he's going to get like, I just feel like whatever things don't go right for him, he takes it out on the people around him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. So when I worked at um, a restaurant, I had managers like that, that were like more of like the prankster kind, like actually the one time, 
I was closing at work and I guess I was like I was a hostess and I was seating a table at the time and they took my car keys and um, unlocked my my car and then when I was leaving at 1030 um, I always I'm like a psycho where like I'm that person that like when I open the door and the lights come on I check my back seat to make sure that no one's back there that's gonna murder me and then I I get in my car. Who doesn't do that? Yeah right I think everyone (laughs) should do that so I noticed that my light didn't come on, but it was an older car. So I was like, oh, fuck, my battery died. So I like sat in my front seat to like put, try to turn the keys in the ignition. And one of the guys that I worked with was hiding in my backseat and he grabbed me. <gasps> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, fuck up okay i started like hysterically crying screaming like i wish i had like pepper spray when i got out of my car like all of my one like main boss was like on the ground laughing like they thought it was like hilarious so like that and then it wasn't like a serious job it was like a restaurant job so it's a little different than michael but like they were always about like prank like pranking each other which was like fine when you weren't on the back end of it (laughs) but when you were the one getting pranked it was awful that is like the most mean-spirited prank I think I've ever heard in my life. Like, yeah, I know. So you better believe, like, if my light doesn't come on now, I'm terrible. just calling an Uber. <laughs> so, fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, Brett, I hope you're listening to this. Yeah. Hey, Brett, fuck off. That wasn't funny. <laughs> you're a terrible prankster. Exactly. Um, the meanest prank I've ever gotten hit with. I actually got in trouble at work uh, just last year because we pranked a coworker by having them. They thought they were like duct taping uh, one of like one of our cars, but we pulled it off that they just duct taped a random person's car. Oh and the girl whose gosh. car it was was a newer teacher, and oh. she said that we were bullying her. <laughs> oh no! It was so great. I thought it was a hilarious prank. Yeah, not duct taped, saran wrapped, saran wrapped. Yeah, I think they actually oh. did that at my old job too. They saran wrapped someone's car. I think the yeah. one time they actually somehow put like glitter or something in where the car blows out air oh my gosh so like when they turned on their air like the glitter just went all over the car oh that's such a nightmare i know oh that would piss me off i mean they were good at pranking your coworkers yeah. sound like they were a joy <laughs> yeah but the, I, the, the only thing they ever got me with they used to like prank call the hostess stand and put in like big orders that i would like enter in that took me like 25 minutes and then they'd be like gotcha and i'd be like fuck you guys seriously but like the car one so was this wasn't pranking one. so much as just people who bullied the fuck out of you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly although i can't even call bullying because they did it to everybody so wow. so i mean but yeah i'm traumatized <laughs> so back to the episode i mean overall we kind of summed it up. The a majority of the episode is just the dinner party and finding out all the issues that um, Michael and Jan have and everyone's just kind of awkward being there. Um, and then at the end of the episode, the police are called. <laughs> and <laughs> she throws a Dundee through his tiny TV. <laughs> his tiny, tiny plasma screen TV that he I, loved. The scene where he shows them this little tiny TV that he mounted to the wall and he's like, I can just stand here for hours and watch. Like, is the saddest thing ever. Like, Jim's face. Oh, it breaks my heart. I know. We also, <laughs> we haven't yet talked about one of my favorite things about this episode, which is Hunter, Jan's former assistant. Oh my gosh. And, and the dog. CD. Yes. Yep. And I am, it's taking every fiber of my being not to, to serenade you all right now. <laughs> it's apparently like this entire real song and the part that they played was only like one chunk of it. Oh. But um, I love that Jim steals the CD at the end. 
Yes, I and do that too. They and then he puts in the it car. in the car. <laughs> and there's like a montage of everybody going home. Yeah, while and that song plays. And then another like the cringe <laughs> Andy and um, Angelos oh, like shows them yeah. in the car eating ice cream, and he like jumps over to like lick her ice cream, oh, and gosh. she just gets like so disgusted, rolls down her window, and shoves the ice cream cone in the side oh, of his car. Oh my god, that part again! Like I know it's she's such a horrible human being, but it makes me laugh for like ten minutes when she does that. And then when it's so cute, like uh, Jim and Pam eating the burgers and he's like singing, they're like singing it to each other. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, man. Although when Jan tries to dance with Jim, to me, I don't know why, but it is literally the most awkward moment of the the episode for me. Yeah. Because like, what? Just like, I just curl up. He just like refuses to get up. So she starts like (laughs) spinning herself under his arm. (laughs) It's so awkward. Uh, But yeah, like that's all. And I am not even ashamed to admit that I ironically love that song. Like even this morning when I got up and I was preparing, I was like that one night, like just singing it to myself, (laughs) like while cleaning my house. You should have made that your wedding song. Oh, my God. If only I could have. Yeah, you fucked up. Oh my god, if you know what? If I renew my vows, that's going to be the song. Yes. Please. And our vows are going to just have the word babe every yes, sentence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because in the scene with um with Jim and Pam in the car, they're doing the babe thing too. Yeah, they are. They're like babe. This yeah, is the babe. best this, burger, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I also love um like there's so many great lines in this one that like like the when Michael's like uh first you want kids then you don't do you have any snip snap snip snap do you have any idea of the toll three besides has other person like i know it's, oh god or like the line where he's like good luck pay me back on your zero dollar per hour budget babe <laughs> like yeah. just like everything they say to each other is it's, the it's best so lines good. like yeah. oh god yeah <laughs> and then like it, there are moments where i get it for jan because he's like when he's doing the uh the charades and he's like i'm on a cruise and i'm and and my name and my name's tom and she's like no names (laughs) and he's like oh katie holmes (laughs) right and then he's like no no what is married to and he's like dawson's creek dawson's creek yeah (laughs) like it's just every line of and that's i think one of the reasons why and i admit i just watched the show on loop all the time like actually my daughter at school a couple of weeks ago got in trouble not in trouble but it was mentioned to me that she referenced the office they were doing like diversity training oh my god and she literally referenced the episode and she was like oh this is so you guys are like michael scott we're doing diversity training and i guess the person running it took that offensively (laughs) oh my gosh that's amazing oh my god i know right i was like kid you're my hero yeah Um, she's not in trouble for that no she she was like rewarded at mcdonald's for that bravo bravo they were like um so your daughter referenced the office while we were trying to do like inclusion training with the kids and i was like that's amazing i can't be mad you're like way to go honey (laughs) yeah but it made me realize that like they literally know the whole plot line my one daughter actually it's cute my little one she's always upset she's like why are they so mean to toby like like she gets upset by it sometimes i get upset by it too like Do sometimes you? it's oh, really, he's the worst. No, I mean he's totally the worst. But like sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, oh god. Like the one I don't know why this is like etched in my brain, but the one um it's like a one of the Dundies episodes and um Pam's there and she gets all wasted and he, oh, and yeah. Toby's like standing at the um the claw machine for like hours and he wins her a duck and he wins her a duck and then like i forget what happens 
like she, she tells like, him that he has a kid. Yeah, but you you should give it to your daughter. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> she like he just it's just one of those really sad sad Matt moments. <laughs> my my only Toby moment that gets me, and my husband makes fun of me all the time because he's like they shit on him this entire show, but this is the one that bothers you is the one where they all get the bathrobes, and they're one short. So he's like, just take it from Toby. Yeah. And Toby's standing there, like, feeling it, and Dwight just comes and rips it out of his hands. And he's like, why? Like, I just... know. Some, I mean, some of the oh, things Toby. are just like, oh, Toby. When he buys the black unicorn doll for, like, $5,000 from, uh, from Daryl. And Daryl's like, why? What's wrong with it? You got a problem with that doll? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, sometimes... God. The show's my all-time favorite. I know. It, it's so good. It's so good. Um. I have a new, so you're actually my first person that I'm doing this segment with. And oh. got to give my friend Joe some credit. This was his idea. So shout out Joe. Um, but I looked up an article of where the office cast is now. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. So. Oh, I'm into it. Steve Carell is still famous and he's still in movies. Oh, I was going to be like, where's he? Is <laughs> yeah. he working at a, he, was, he doing all right? <laughs> he was on uh, the Ellen show this week. <laughs> So, <laughs> so he's doing okay. So he's doing okay. He's actually um, gray hair now and looking pretty foxy. If I do say so Sexy. myself, I yeah. probably would if you tried. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> moving on. So Steve Carell's still famous, you know, whatever. Wouldn't turn him down. Uh, yeah. John Krasinski. Mar- still famous. He's still famous. Married to Emily Blunt. Good for him. Um, was yeah. just in A Quiet Place. I think they're coming out with A Quiet Place too, And he's somehow. He does it. that show, Jack Ryan. <laughs> right? Isn't he in it? What? I know, but yeah. isn't he in the second one, too? I thought he was. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Have you seen the first one? Yes. That's why I just said I don't know how he's in the second <laughs> one. I don't know. Matt, would you just shut up? Okay, so, yeah, and he's Jack Ryan. I have that written down, too. Still famous, whatever. Jenna Fisher has a podcast now with Angela uh, Kisley, I love it Kisley? so much. Kinsey? Yeah. Kinsey? Kinsey? Is that how you say her last name? Yeah. Uh, called The Office Ladies. It's on every Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, um, it's good stuff, too. Yeah, I have, I'm subscribed to it. I haven't listened to it yet. um but how could you not listen to it if you love the office so it's definitely on my list of things to do um and then she's been in some movies some movies actually that i wasn't aware that she was in or i guess maybe i forgot she was in um yeah they've both been in a couple things here and there yeah like random things i don't think they were like big roles i was gonna look the article back up but i really don't care that much um and then she was in that (laughs) she was in that show um didn't write down the name of the show either but she's like getting divorced with her husband i think it's like living living together or something she's like getting a divorce with her husband but that splitting up together or something like that it was on abc and i'm pretty sure it got canceled so sorry okay sorry about your loss uh rain wilson published an autobiography called the bassoon king did you guys know that yep oh you knew that matt didn't know that uh and he plays harry mudd in star trek discovery that i didn't know I didn't know that either. I know I you don't really see What's, Rain Wilson anymore. No, no, and I've heard he's very like if, listening to their um, podcast. He's very much like a little bit of Dwight in real life. Yeah, you could. I could. So. I could sense that totally. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised at that. Um, yeah, Kate Flannery, which is Meredith, mm-hmm. is currently on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yes. Oh my she's god. Currently on Dancing with the Stars. Um, she has a twin sister. Wow. Yes. And she is from Delco. Huh. And that wasn't a part of the article. Uh, my aunt 
anytime you post anything <laughs> about The Office or Kate Flatter on Facebook, she'll comment on it and say she has a twin sister and she went to St. Dennis and Car- Archbishop Ca- John Carroll with me. And on the last day of school, we got a slice of pizza together. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, she's practically famous. Yeah, so I only know that because of my aunt, but that is a fact. Um, and then I only, I didn't do everybody, but I did, I finished, I feel like I had to finish with Creed. So I didn't know that Creed's real name is Creed Britton. Did you know yeah, that? He's from, uh, he's from the band, uh, the Grassroots. The Grassroots. Yeah. Yeah. They've done, a, they've done, they were pretty big. A lot of them, not a lot of them, but like Phyllis's real name is Phyllis. Yeah. She Angela's a, a real name is Angela. Yeah. yeah. Creed's real name's Creed. So I thought that was kind of interesting i didn't know that well, most of them were cast they were like so phyllis the woman uh phyllis was a, a casting agent for the show she was to her, like that was what she did for a living for years before she was on this hmm. and when they were casting they were like secretly in love with her for that role and didn't tell her so they were just like on the last day of casting they were like and we have one more role we need to fill and they gave her the job oh that's like, pretty really? awesome yeah yeah she's like a cat she and i think she still is a casting agent even though she now obviously does like voice work and stuff yeah um and yeah, Creed's in the grassroots, which which was a pretty, in my opinion, pretty big band. Yeah, I wrote uh, Creed sixties. I wrote my notes. Creed's still just being Creed. Pretty he low- is. <laughs> He's really weird in real life. I hear. pretty low key, and he appeared in Grace and Frankie and an indie film called Terry. And apparently, he ad libbed like ninety five percent of what he said on the show. That's not surprising. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. And it was actually one more cool fact. They literally would make them all sit at the desk for an hour every day at their desks. Really? Like, and just sit there and like pretend to do work. Because and I would like I feel like that would be my biggest nightmare come to life. Yes. Um because it's like, I that's pretend what to do I do work every life. day of my life. So Right. That's what I said. Like, yeah, I yeah. have to do it in real life. Yeah. I don't want to do it like acting do it. I know. know. There's just like there's like this one meme that's like <laughs> It's like when you're not working and your boss walks by and it's just like this person typing and then it shoots to the screen and it's just like a bunch of jumbled up letters. (laughs) I'm like, wow, I can Uh, actually relate to that. True Um, story. But before we wrap it up, Marissa, I do know that you have two of your own podcasts. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that and give people a little idea of, of what they're about? Oh yeah, so so thank you so much for having me on. It's so much fun to talk about something I love other than horror. It yeah, always feels like a, a fun break. Um, but yeah, you can you can definitely listen to us on Jersey Goals. We are a um, feminist comedy ish uh, podcast about horror movies. And if you are interested in more academic, you know, more serious looks at horror and how they affect society and culture, check out Mise on Scream. That's my other podcast that I do. And um, actually, keep an eye at jerseyghouls.com because we have our production company is growing. We have some kind of cool stuff coming up the ranks and we're really excited to share with everybody so yeah check us out thank you yes awesome everybody check it out you can uh listen to marissa every day and become besties with her like how i am (laughs) when i listen to podcast people like i'm like oh we're friends they don't know but we're friends oh me too i in my head i'm imaginary friends with most people like in my head the people of the office are my best friends yes agreed (laughs) agreed totally agreed So that about wraps it up. Thank you again, Marissa, for joining us. Um, Thank thank you, you everybody, for listening and tune in next week for another episode.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.